January the 9th, 2023, and you're listening to A Daily Bible Study with Pastor Mark. We are in Matthew chapter 6 today, and Matthew 6 is the second third of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So he began his sermon last week in chapter 5. We looked at that on Friday. Matthew has made the case that Jesus is the promised king. He's making the case that Jesus is the promised king. What he does by listing the Sermon on the Mount here is he's saying, all right, you have the proof that Jesus is the king in the first four chapters. Now we get into five, and now we have the king laying out how he wants the people of his kingdom to live. So he starts right off the bat by saying, blessed or happy are these eight different categories. Happy are these people. And so he tells us, this is the way to happiness in my kingdom. Then he talks about how he wants people in his kingdom to interact with one another, even to the point of how should we treat our enemies and those who seek to do us wrong. He lays out that in Matthew chapter 5. And he's doing all of this to really break us, to humble us, to cause us to realize we can't do this on our own. We can't keep this ourselves. The whole Sermon on the Mount's meant to, to cause us to look to Jesus and go, I need you, and I can't do this without you. And that's exactly where God's trying to get us because we cannot genuinely be saved until we humble ourselves and acknowledge our own weaknesses. So it's, it's easy to read this sermon and think, well, I'm going to try to do this. It's borderline impossible to do without the help of the Holy Spirit, without God's power in our life. Now, in the second third of the sermon, which is what we're going to look at today, this particular chapter has 34 verses. He starts the first half by talking about three spiritual disciplines. So he talks about giving, he talks about praying, and he talks about fasting. And I love the fact that we do have the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, uh, beginning in verse 9. He tells us this is how you should communicate with your with your heavenly Father, pray this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So he's really laying out here, not necessarily a prayer that we should just repeat over and over, but rather an outline to prayer. You know, years ago, I read a book called Too Busy Not to Pray. And in that book, they say that your prayers should include adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And I've followed that outline for so many years of my life. And there's a lot of different kind of patterns that you can follow, but they all go back to what Jesus teaches in his prayer. And this is an outline of how to pray. And so Jesus teaches us how to communicate with God that way. So we have praying, giving, fasting. Now, why don't more people take the opportunity to pray? Why don't more people take seriously fasting or giving up things to get closer to God? Why don't people give? Well, he answers that question in verse 19 when he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And in verse 21, he says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
The reason why we don't give, fast, and pray is because our heart's not in it. Our heart's in this world. Jesus is saying, look, don't put all your eggs in this world's basket because it's passing away. It's not going to last forever, but things that, that you do for me have eternal consequences. I have a plaque in my office that my father-in-law gave me years ago. It says, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I'm sure that's based upon what Jesus is speaking about here, where he's challenging us to do things for eternity's sake, not just for the temporary earth that we're on right now. But people don't give, don't fast, don't pray. It's very difficult for them to do those spiritual disciplines because they're all in on this earth. Jesus says, don't do that. Uh, But it's not surprising because where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. And the reason why we get all in on this earth is because we need to take care of ourselves, right? We need to... We need to have jobs. We need to buy stuff. We need to buy food. And that's how he ends this section of the sermon, by talking about not being anxious, not worrying. Therefore, I tell you, he says in verse 25, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. And then he challenges us to look at the birds because God takes care of them. Don't be anxious about your life. Don't worry about your life. Yes, take care of yourself. Yes, take care of your family, but don't be consumed with worry. And then he gives us this incredible promise in Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. God is a good dad, and he will take care of his kids. Jesus is a great king, and he will take care of the people that are in his kingdom So if we are a part of the kingdom of God, let's not worry. Let's rest in the care that Jesus is going to give us. Let's spend time fasting, praying, giving to others, not worried about whether or not we're going to be able to meet our needs because we know that we have a father and we have a king who will take care of us in every area of our life. Let's take that promise as we go through this new week this week. Jesus, we thank you for loving us and caring for us. We, we know that you are good, and we pray that you would help us to not be consumed with worry, but to rest in your care. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a good Monday, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.